This is Father Bonaventure Chapman. And this is Father Jacob Bertrand Jancic. Welcome to Godsplaining. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the podcast, the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like uh, and subscribe to Godsplaining wherever you listen to your podcasts. Father Jacob Bertrand, we're going to play a game. Okay. Okay, so... Um, I'm I don't know go- why I just committed, so... I'm like, going to... Yeah, yeah. I'm going... That's that's fine. Here yeah. we go. So, um, uh, I'm going to give you two options, okay. and you're going to uh, answer the which one immediately you you would rather have around you. Okay. Um, dog or cat? Neither. Dog. Okay, that's better. Very... Uh, scorpion or tarantula? Tarantula. Okay. Goldfish or clownfish? Clownfish. Okay. Why clownfish? Um, more exotic. Oh, more exotic. Okay. What about the tarantula and the scorpion one? Um, I think it's like the shell, the exoskeleton of the scorpion that is more kind of revolting than like the hairy legs of a spider. Yeah, that's probably right. That's Closer probably right. to like a mammal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do frog or turtle? Turtle. Ooh, why the turtle? Uh, I don't like the feel of frogs. Don't like, like if you hold them. Yeah, I don't that's like fair. That. Yeah. But okay, but holding turtles is is, uh, not, is good to go. This sounds like super stupid, but it's not like slime. I don't like the kind of like yeah, yeah. moist skin. No, I get that. I like a frog or toad. I'm a uh, toad seems much better. Yeah, um, so yeah, frog, frog. No, they, I don't. Yeah, and it, it's probably best not to hold that thing. All right, uh, salamander or lizard? Really, neither on that one. But if I have to pick, I would say lizard. Parakeet or parrot? parrot Ooh, now why the parrot bigger yeah but a lot more a lot more responsibility too right okay you're okay with that all right and final one um monkey or uh chia pet chia pet why a lot less responsibility there you go so more responsibility (laughs) with the parrot for the parakeet you have parakeet and parrot and then you have like monkey and chia pet like there's a huge gap between monkey and chia pet there's not Comparatively, there's a much yeah. smaller gap between parakeet and parrot. That's right. That's right. All right. So the question is, why are we talking about uh, these things? Because we thought we'd talk about pets. Obviously, mm. all of these things, except for the chi- although the chia pet is a pet. I mean, by name, it's all a of pet. these things. Yeah, and monkeys. You ought. I don't think you ought to own a monkey as a pet. I mean, I'm sure some people might say yes, but um, generally, I think that ends with your face getting ripped off or something. It's tough. I mean, it's really, really hard. I suspect to live yep. with monkeys, but all the other ones are, are are pets that you might that one might have. And we thought we'd talk about uh, owning pets, owning pets, because it seems like there's a lot more well pets around, and there might be questions. You know, people are a lot more dogs. People love dogs. Everyone loves dogs. No one doesn't like dogs except some people. What did you answer on that one, by the way? Were you? I said dogs? neither, but then I said dogs. Okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so definitely dogs. Okay, um, neither but dogs. Um, and we might actually wonder, is it, is it good to have pets? I mean, should we have pets? There's questions about this. Um, so Pope Francis, for instance, uh, sometimes says things, you know, that are different. And, uh, and he says at one point that, you know, choosing pets over children is selfish. Um, Indeed. Which I think we would agree with. And then he says, care for pets is like programmed love. I can program the loving response of a dog or a cat, and I don't need the experience of a human reciprocal love so then he pits like love with pets versus love of pets versus love of humans to the detriment and you could say it degrades so you might and we'll get more of the reasons but first off um did you grow up with pets 
Kind of. So okay. when we were, I have a, a brother and a sister, younger both, as you know, but um, we we had two dogs. Well, so my parents got two dogs when they were first mm-hmm. married or moved into the house or whatever. Um, they were they were larger. They were like I think German Shepherd Husky mixes or German yeah. Shepherd Retriever mixes, something like that. Okay. One died. I I don't have a memory of one of them. She got hit by a car. They were from the same litter. They got them together. Oh. Um, unfortunately, got hit by a car. But the other I do remember. Okay. We probably had her until I was in like late elementary school, and then at that time she was kind of old and. Um, we we actually gave her to my neighbor who was who had another dog we kind of shared like our backyards were kind of contiguous so the um the dogs were outside a lot together she was moving to florida the other dog was older and we were just really rough on the dog there were like three kids under the age of 10 and she was just too old so the she went with her to florida okay but that was young and then we had like at one time we had like hermit crabs but nothing nothing like i mean yeah basically like a single-celled organism compared to a dog but nothing of yeah nothing more than that i think i might have had like a fish at one point but oh um, college fish perhaps i did but it froze oh yeah yeah when i went home for christmas break we left the window open by mistake oh cryogenic experiment it, uh, you it know froze, so i flushed the ice cube fish down the toilet flush the ice there it is that's what you do with an ice cube fish um i re- i remember when i I remember reading about cryogenics when I was a when I was a wee lad and getting excited about the possibility of cryogenics. And so I remember we got this like we had this goldfish from uh, you know a fair or something. You throw a mm-hmm. little ping pong ball into a little goldfish bowl and you get a goldfish. And yeah. then you know your parents are like, oh no, more goldfish. Now it's we have a dirty tank of water around the house. And uh, I remember freezing it and then like unfreezing it. You know, it didn't, it didn't move after. Uh, it kicked for a little bit. It was really exciting, and I was like, "Wow!" It will. Mm, I bet the internal organs have all exploded in yeah, there because all the of how ice water have ripped. You know, them. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it expands. Water does weird. Water has weird properties when yeah. freezing. It gets, you know, and sort of, yeah, so that's great. I'm sure. Yeah, it's really a lovely experience. And not, so you might, yeah, you might think, uh, yeah, first moral mistakes there. Um, but for a grave sin, you must have knowledge and this sort of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, no, we're, will, not, so, we're not judging. Yeah, no, that's we're fair. We're just observing. We're just observing exactly. Because descriptive, not normative accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. But you um, had a lot of pets, though. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. I had, grew up. My mother was allergic to cats and dogs, so we it's sort of opposite experience of you. Although I did have hermit crabs at some point. I grew up with uh, yeah about 138 animals. I think we had basically all the animals I described in the question sort of thing. That I was just like so many going animals. through my Rolodex. Yeah. My, yes. My. Our room. I have a twin brother, um, and we had a, we had a, we shared a room together, and and it had I think I don't know twenty or thirty tanks in it. So there were waterfalls at all times, and it looked like an, it was like an aquarium. And just taking care of that many animals. I mean, like cutting up brine shrimp because we had African clawed water frogs, and they you make like a you cut up a, a giant slab of of brine shrimp, these little things that are frozen, and it just grabs onto it and carries it around for a while. It's really gross, um, but. You know, and then cleaning out the filters and clean the tanks, whatever. So it was a lot of animals. We had birds and and also we had fish, birds, amphibians, uh, reptiles, which are great. You know, lizards on shoulders, all that. So I never experienced. I didn't grow up with a dog or a cat, mm. but I grew up with all these other little furry. All friends. of that. I I just want to say, none of that uh, do I approve of. Okay, that's great, and that's fine. Not, not, it's not again. It's not a judgment. It's not a moral condemnation. Yeah, it's like it's more personal. not for me personal preference that that's would drive fine me nuts. okay yeah but what <clears throat> what about what about pets shall we say so we've got the particular experience here and and then you might say well you know 
are water frogs the right thing to have or pets sort of thing? What I mean, when you think about animals and the Christian life and having pets and this sort of thing, um, and you hear about people getting excited about having pets and you know dogs go to heaven, this sort of thing. Um, it's, it's well, we'll get into that later. I'm sure that'll be fun in the comment box. Mm. But you can imagine there are ob- objections to. So Pope Francis makes makes certain objections to. And again, he's not making particular. I don't think strong condemnations of pets. And we want to make distinguish distinctions, of course. But you can imagine that there are, for instance. Um, uh, which I don't know your I don't know if on the end of it whether you should, people should have pets or not. Like um, my thought on yeah, that? Yeah, do you think people should have pets? Uh yes. Okay, great. I think so. But there might be reasons why why not to have pets, right? I think but for personal preference, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. So my my like whatever, 5,000, 10,000 foot Yeah, kind let's of take that and then one down. Yeah, is that pets are fine. Mm-hmm. So I'll take an even further step back. For me, I'm indifferent towards pets. I don't okay. dislike dogs, cats, the other animals. I probably that you mentioned. I probably have a stronger aversion to, not in the sense of scorpions. Bad, like I just don't want to be around. Yeah, them. yeah. But like dogs, cats, fine. If people, I just I'm not just I'm not particularly attached to them. So if like a dog comes up to me and is like a friendly, like happy to pet it, like hang out with it, yeah. you know that kind of thing. Happy like if a cat's around, it's like. Cool, great. But for me, I don't, I don't get super attached, and I guess I've not owned like a dog of my own, so I've also not had that experience of like this is mine and I've cared for it. I've had it since it was a puppy, yeah. you know. So I don't have that. So all that granted, um, pets, yeah, fine. I think, and I don't think that the criticism and uh, or criticisms against pets are against pets per se, but against our uh, bizarre attachment to pets. Oh, that's a good point. Um, so I think there's yeah, pets good, but what is our relationship to them is what the more kind of like how do we? How are they incorporated into our families, if we want to say that in our lives? That's yeah. Okay. So maybe that's a maybe that's a good. So that <clears throat> there are a lot of choices in the in the moral life. And that, there's a sense. Some people get a sense that there's always you know, there's the right choice and the wrong choice. This would be true for marriage, for instance. So you have people with a sense of who am I supposed to marry? And it's this one person. I'm, mm-hmm. Are you the right one for me? And actually, I, the correct view is there's plenty or none. Um, but there, but there, if you're to be married, you could be married to a bunch of people, and the, they could all be the right one. There's no specific one. Well, you could be married to one person. You could choose from a right. Bunch you of could people. choose from a bunch of people, yeah. and you could be yeah, and you know, maybe over time or something, um, <laughs> in with the, within the laws of the church, of course. Uh, but there, there are plenty of options you could say, and it's not trying to decide the. This is the only good choice. Such that if I, if I marry the wrong person, I've made the wrong choice. That is true. But if but marrying the wrong person isn't this individual, you could say. In yeah. that way, I think the moral life in general has this. this there's some things that are flexible, and there at least we've got a wide possibility, a wide sense of this. So, perhaps thinking about you know owning pets, for instance, isn't. We we'll we'll just we'll grant now, for instance, that um, owning pets isn't pro- morally problematic per, per se. No, not at uh, all. There might be someone, there might be some people who would say, yeah, there there would there maybe it's it's morally problematic because any money you give to a pet could be given to a person or something. But that's if you go down that route with the moral life, then you're going to we rem- could live an austere existence such that, uh, and Peter Singer recommends this sort of thing um, that. Everything you do is pure good maximizing, and anything else is a failure in that regard. Yeah. And so you're literally not going to have uh, anything except water and bread and some basic kind of, you know, thing, right. basically enough to sustain you through life, whatever that means. Let's assume that view is off the table. Sure. But then let's think about what considerations um, 
what considerations one should have when thinking about owning pets? Or like, what what are the moral considerations involved in, in owning pets, would you say? Yeah, I think as you were talking, I was thinking about a distinction that I want to make to table another part of, yeah. or another like avenue of this conversation. And that's yes. like, um, when we're, when we're talking about pets here, what I have in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I have in my mind are sort of like house pets, yes. not like not like chickens and ducks and things yeah, in the farm yeah, yeah these are sort of thing, we'll say domest- like, domestic yeah, pets right, great yeah domestic um, pets that's right scorpions so, so what are some what would i say some okay i think i'll get a lot of pushback on this from some listeners maybe but oh. i have a hard time i don't think pets are family members okay yes hot take yeah i think they can be part of a family in as much as they live in a family household but i think that we run into like if we play that out, I yes. think this is where we can run into into danger. Now, mm. does that mean that we should not treat our pets well and they should get like veterinary care and well fed? And no, absolutely not. They should be. But there's right. when we talk about family, it's the same thing. Like when, or a similar thing when on Father's Day, like I get wished Happy mm. Father's Day. It's like I'm not a f- well intentioned. Yes, it's, it's great. It's yes. very kind. Yeah, but I'm not a father, and I think it kind of just dis- it conflates the vocations like i actually gave up fatherhood you know in my right. vocation so yes. like actually the day of like the celebration of the priesthood is holy thursday so if yeah. you want to wish like a, a priest a happy father's day it should be holy thursday not yeah. the secular holiday of father's day yes. so it's kind of in this world like that when we when we conflate like animals into family without any consideration of like well what are we doing here right. it, it sort of conflates that like and you see this sometimes where dogs or cats or whatever become like children yes. or lumped into the same category as children yes. or when you hear like parents talk about like my kids and that includes their dogs or like grandparents are buying like gifts for their grandchildren and their like grand puppies that to yes. me just seems it seems we're, we're getting into some dangerous territory of like you know the good of the family and like the good of the heart like what we're loving and how we're loving and sort of those kind of things so yes i think there's a uh yeah what there's a drive to sentimentality is 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 one you could say but two i think you're right to say in a in a world where we're we're pretty vague on boundaries uh, not just interpersonal emotion, this kind of thing, but also like just conceptual boundaries about what is a man, what is a woman, what is a father, what is a mother. It it's good to tighten those up a bit and be aware that they they do carve a joints of reality, for instance. Yeah. And that persons, uh, human beings, persons, uh, well, divine persons, angelic persons, but but human persons we're talking about here. We're not keeping angels um, that I know of. I think they keep us. Um, so. Human persons uh, are not the same as animals. Right. Animals aren't persons. They're not persons. They're animals. Um, we are animals, but persons. And it's easy today to slide into because I think we don't we don't we don't think of humans as especially distinct as distinct in in a serious fashion. I mean, a real quali- qualitative jump. Uh, from other animals yeah. because we've all been raised in, in, in sort of good evolutionary biology sense and that's fine you know it turns out we came from whatever uh, totally fine and yet we all have we have a created soul for instance so we our soul is is, is, is created and it's it's immortal um, animals like scorpions unlikely uh, it, I mean, it's it's possible, I suppose, that scorpions have souls that are live that live forever or something. 
But seems don't. <coughs> pretty yeah. pretty unlikely. I mean, yeah. how would you test that? I don't know. It just seems from philosophical reflection, it's probably not the case. So I'm not going to bat for scorpions. But as you wander up the, the, the chain and things kind of look and act and experience life in some fashion more like us, uh, then we start to import and project and all of this onto them. And which is fine is when you're you know, when you're a kid and it's good to do these sort of things. Imagination is necessary, and I think there's a pedagogical function to it. Um, but it becomes dangerous when we start to actually accept this and think actually uh, the boundaries between our, our humans and our pets and our animals and our that as you mentioned the household has now broken down. Well, it one, it makes the pet a little bit too high on the ontological change, you could say. But two, it lowers the, I think it lowers the human. The, the danger in it is to forget the distinctive aspect nature of what it means to be a human person yeah. and the moral values in relate, related to, to them. Yeah, and I think with that, that doesn't mean what I'm saying is not this, and I don't think you are either, that like animals animals ought to be loved. And I think that like they're part of like our human experience. They have been for like eons yeah so great get a pet you know get a dog get a cat get a scorpion get whatever you want um scorpion yeah yeah but the uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh but the 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 danger for me is where do like or the potential danger is like where do they sit within like the family unit mm-hmm. um because they are not equal to a child and sometimes you look around and think gosh they're kind of treated as equal to a child yeah um in in kind of bizarre ways um which is just which is yeah, it's just strange to me. And this is why, I like that, that what you mentioned at the top, mm-hmm. um, that uh, one of Pope Francis's comments about programming, yes, like the love of an animal, yes, um, yeah, it's easy to love a pet mm-hmm. because this is why, like, dogs are man's best friend because they're loyal to a fault and they're always yes. there, and there's no there's no engagement with another person. Um, so I think there there's something there to consider. It's like, well, why is it easy to love animals and harder to love humans? Yes. Yes. Well, and this is so the the, the quote at the start when when Pope Francis, which uh, he didn't, it wasn't too long ago, uh, and he said choosing pets over children is selfish, and people got outraged about this. And uh, I remember there's even like animal chaplains who were saying this is an illegitimate uh, understanding of, of of animals. And I think if you're an animal chaplain, you have an illegitimate understanding of animals yourself. Really, obviously, much more than this, because I think there you're, you're right the 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 danger is, is, and I understand why people like dogs instead of, you see lots of people wandering around with, with dogs, and, and I don't want to say surrogate children, this sort of thing, that might be too strong a word, but I think sometimes that we need love, and we, we desire, we have, all of us have a natural desire in a sense to be parents, to, to raise, to nurture yeah. something, um, um, women and men, uh, men to direct and guide, and women to nurture and, and, and bring up, um, and Animals do provide an opportunity for for this. They uh, they are recipients of that that training and that and that nurturing that in sense in a sense parenting right mm-hmm. in an analogical sense fashion. Yeah. And they're pretty. I mean, if you get a pit bull or something, I know everyone's gonna be like, oh, but pit bull's great. Um, but some of them are require a lot of you know stiff hand. But none of them, I suspect, require as much of a stiff hand and the and the difficulties of raising an actual human child. Anyone right. who's remember, real children are difficult to raise, much harder than dogs. I suspect they might say, "Oh no, I I would be shocked if there if there were more than I don't know a million people who said uh, that that 
children were easier to raise than, than dogs were easier to raise. Because, I mean, just over the time. If dogs are like, if it's a big dog, you're talking like 12 years. Children, I mean, today, when like does a... 40 years. Yeah, when does a, col- a college student grows up, when he's a guy is when it's like 35, when yeah. he's ready to leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost there. I'm 34, so I have one more year of living under my parents' roof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're there. Yeah. You're there. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I, that I have encountered in kind of like weird ways mm-hmm. not myself but like observing other people is this sort of um you know like you have a, a young couple they may or may not be married but living together in these sort of things yes. and they get a dog yes because they're like you know it, as a sort fill of like out life child yes like this is our first try it out or something it's like that is so that is so strange to me and it's yeah. so misplaced because even though dogs, you know, a puppy's a pain in the butt to raise, granted, and it requires love and attention, yeah, granted, all those things, it, there's sort of an infinite bound, leap between, mm-hmm. like, raising a puppy and, like, raising your child. Um, even though you may have to get up in the middle of the night to let the puppy out or it cries and, like, just the, like, the required... Um, like what is required in these yeah. kind of things. And this is where that idea of like conflating the two mm-hmm. seems to really miss the mark in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, pets, pets are pets and animals. As you said, animals yeah. are animals. And they're not a substitute or a kind of prereq to yeah. human beings. That's and right. that's where I kind of get yes. worried. Uh, of like, okay, let's pump the brakes. Let's consider what these things are and why... Yeah, why they are and why they aren't. Right. I'm going to, and this this might, um, so I love, I mean, I love animals. I love pets and sort of things, especially the small guys. We didn't grow up yeah. with dogs. I like dogs. Dogs are great. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, I'll give a story that may make some readers cringe, but my my parents grew up with, with uh, Doberman. My, my mother, I should say, grew up with Doberman Pinchers in the uh-huh. house. Um, and my grandfather, to train them to be with children, uh, he would hold out a piece of a ball and give it to the dog. And then he would try to take it back. If the dog growled, he had a rolled up newspaper and he just whacked it across the nose. Yeah. And he would do this until the Doberman realized that whatever's in its mouth can be taken out. Why? Because there were, there were children in the family and the Doberman did not have rights over the children. And so the, the Doberman was at the service of these children. It was a member of the family in the pet sense. Yeah, yeah. But that it, it, it did not, oh, you know, the Doberman's playing with that ball right now. You don't get to play with that ball right now. If the child grabs the ball and takes it out of the thing, and the Doberman, the Doberman does not have the right to grow. It doesn't have, like, equal rights. Like, oh, it was my turn with the ball. No, this was a dog. This was a pet. It was yeah. a beloved pet of the family. And part of the family in that sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you know, who cares? We didn't feed the dog, whatever. Like callousness sort of thing. You yeah. know, it makes you, if you treat animals poorly, you are an immoral person, right? But it was not It was not a member of the family with the same standing anywhere close. And that was, but yet they, they loved. And there was no, there was no denigration of the dog, you could say that. And, if, and you might wonder, well, of course, it will, but... No, there's a distinction there. This now, so we talked about the dangers. We could say, what about the the positives? Um, is there any reason? So the reflections of why to get a pet or something that you can, this sort of thing. But um, any positives? Do you think you yeah, are there whole, for yeah, for animals? A lot. I think a whole host of positives, um, and depending kind of what you're getting the pet for, mm-hmm. there are different like, I was going to say uses um, or like different positives. Uh, oh, yeah, it's okay to say uses. Kind of I think yeah, in some ways, right? This is not terms, a. Yeah, no, not I think a human. that's right, but you can see my hesitation, right? Yeah, I got um, you. So one, like, that comes to my, I mean, you mentioned Dobermans, like, 
these tend to be these types of dog tend dogs tend to be sort of guard dogs or Mm -hmm. like you know protective i think that's a perfectly fine reason to have an animal you know to have a dog dogs i don't really think of cats as like guard animals or like no if you released a bunch of scorpions they might be guard oh yeah it's hard to train them though that's right yeah Yeah. but like the protection kind of thing i think is a perfect reason i think like the companionship Mm -hmm. that animals provide whether it's for Mm. um the elderly, you know, like oh, yeah. you hear stories of, or th- you know, that some, you know, um, an elderly person's spouse has passed away, so they get, you know, a cat or a dog, yeah. something to keep them company, fill some space in the house, or even yeah. in, in nursing homes where they come in with like the animals to spend time with people, and that's, I think that's, do it, that's great, that's awesome. Yes. Um, the, I think with respect to to families and children, it teaches responsibility and can yeah. certainly be part of the family in an appropriate way. And kind yeah. of you have this kind of Americana kind of image of yeah, um, yeah you have the the family and the dog and like you go on walks like these and, and like you know like I think all of those re- you just love the animal like the type of animal the breed of dog the breed type of cat this lizards whatever great do walking it all. lizards walking yes. lizards do it all I think all of those are even just the simple enjoyment of yes. animals. I think all of those are more than sufficient reasons to own pets. And I think <clears> in ways that they, they do bring a sense of joy in a, in a real way to our, to, 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 to our lives that animals, pets, they make us happy to have that companionship, to have that um, like super qualified friendship with, you know, with, yeah. with a pet. And um, yeah. That, yeah. I think, um, when I think, you know, I'm a philosopher, so I think it's crazy thoughts sometimes. But I think animals <clears throat> can humanize us. Uh, they can make us more perfect as humans. Yeah. And also in the same way, um, animals and pets, um, we can aid them. So when we, uh, on, the, on the humanizing aspect, we've talked about the dehumanizing aspect, such that uh, by being uh, projecting on animals and uh, giving them a dignity that is not theirs degrades the dignity of w- of what we have. So when you when you when you treat pets in the same exact category as children, and who knows if anyone does this, but as there's there's people that approach this sort of thing, but let's imagine a, a, just an ideal case when you don't make strong distinctions, or when you, you everyone's talked to someone, I suspect, and they're talking about this this uh, well they're using a name, and it was just so amazing. What, what Johnny did the other day, and you're like, oh wow, what great is it? And it turns out you're talking about a dog, and this is that you should he- feel this weird. I don't. This is this is dehumanizing. This yeah. sort of thing, like this person is. But I think it does. There's a humanizing aspect, not only in the development of of, of children and responsibility. I mean, I grew up. You had tons of chores with these darn. You've got 138 animals. You've got to keep these things. A lot of work. Yeah. And then I mean, animals die. Uh, and so when you're a kid, like having to go through the, the experience of, of you know, uh, a bird burial ceremony and the, the correct usage of, of liturgical colors yeah. for that sort of occasion and where to place eulogies as a, not in the uh, not in the ma- in the service, no mass for bird deaths, but I mean, not in the service, but like eulogies are appropriate maybe afterwards or before. These are all good practice so that when. You know, you have actual human death in the family. You don't have to have all the fights with it. It's best to fight over bird deaths. So that, and then just, I think there's some something about the existential understanding of life ending. If the if you've had animals die and you've kind of started that pro, dealing with with that and understanding that grief, uh, I suspect it makes it easier when you know. I mean, when humans, so it, it warms you up in a way. It's like practicing, and also with um, as we talked about, they're easy to love. And the dogs, dogs especially, love you. They, they reciprocate, yeah. um, and they, so they, 
you could say again, it's kind of like jump-starting the emotions. Now you could just keep at the animal level, but you could also say it's actually pushing up towards uh, giving us a more sensitive and nuanced emotional life. And uh, I mean, if you bring someone's a callous person, for instance, and doesn't hates people and sort of thing, but they might have a dog and the dog might help them and they might think, oh, you know, actually, yeah, I kind of I, I care and responsibility. And that might warm them up to other people. I mean, I know Hitler had a dog and it didn't work in that case, but um, not it, always the best example. To, no, uh, but, you yeah. know, it's good to have extremes sometimes. See that I don't know if Stalin had animals this. Um, and then the and the other thing is, um, I think it's helpful the animal, too. Uh, this might be a stranger view, but we bring out capacities and things. So when you when you're with someone who is morally virtuous, and when you're around thinking of the saints, it's to draw you up and bring out things out of you. And I think pets, domestic animals, we have around um, those who have actually had pets and spent a lot of times with them. I think you bring out the creational capacities of these things. You bring them to the edge. Roger Scruton says the edge of personhood. Um, not that they're persons, or, but that you've given them a better, a fuller expression uh, in some ways. There's also dangers in this, of course, um, and you might be actually hindering them from, you know, if you cut off the bird's wings and let it give it the full expression of it walking around, but it's not being a bird. Yeah. But I think you, even the best case, dogs, dogs running on their own in the wild, you know, not that interesting, but a dog devoted to a human, I think it's a better dog. Could you be. You know? I haven't thought about that. Um, yeah, so you're actually helping be. the animal in that. Yeah. Um, One of the things, too, that uh, that I'm thinking about is is also, you can see whether it's like people's attachment to animals, animals' attachment to people, however that is mm. like actually defined, but sort of yeah. that whole like complexus of relationship there. Um, I think also brings forth the sort of complexus in relation of creation as a whole that oh, yeah. like yeah. we aren't human beings aren't created to live in a world that is divorced from like relationship with other things in creation. Mm. Yeah. And this is where like, you know, we have dominion over creation, but not dominion to like dominate, but dominion to help move creation towards a flourishing Um yeah, and I think here of kind of what you're saying that like we should it's good to have I think we do well the creation as a whole in our place and it does well to have healthy relationships yeah. within creation and obviously like my relationship to a rock versus like a golden retriever is going to be very different yes it should be and my relationship to human beings in a golden retriever mm -hmm. ought to be very different and with just to be clear with a human and a rock also uh, even if i have a pet rock uh, ought yeah. to be very different but you can see there's kind of a beauty in the nexus and the interconnections of creation at even at different levels um yeah and this flourishing that happens when it when it is going doing working well no, I think that's right, that, that um, in creation is set up, well, all of here we see around us is creation, all of it is given by God, all of it has a goodness to it, and all of it is supposed to be related in some fashion, um, and that fashion, well, the, the relationship between God and creatures is one of love and care and attention, and we are vice regents in that, so our relationship to creation is one of, is, is one of love as well. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean we don't eat some of them. Um, but also true, you know, but that's a different that's for a different discussion uh, entirely. Um, we're just talking about caring for your pets. And I think everyone can real whether you whether you eat meat or not. I think everyone's on the same page, basically, that you pro ought not eat your pet unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Even then, I don't I don't know if everyone would would. Yeah, I guess. Well, if it's yeah, that's true. If if you're if it's a point where it's either you eat your pet or you die. Um, 
that might be a nice test case, although this is a horrible way to end the episode. Please of, don't. I, please don't. Yeah, of, 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 of how you have a right relationship to your pets. But we talked yeah. about, in this episode, we talked about the good parts about pets. And the, yeah, and I the, think they're great. That's my bottom line. Get your pets. Love them, love them appropriately and well. Yes. Amen. That's go it. me. That's just a general. Thoughts. Go your your thoughts and your thoughts are victorious. So, um, <laughs> so thanks as always for listening to God's Planning. Um, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, like the episode. Subscribe on YouTube or podcast app. Leave a five star review. If you'd like to donate to the podcast uh, through Patreon, follow the link in the description of the show notes. In there, you'll also find links to shop or merchandise and perhaps our new line of pets. There might be some links to uh, places where you can get scorpions and lizards and other things. To, to practice your love and to raise them up to the dignity that God wants them to have. Uh, follow the link in the description for, for all that stuff. Uh, also, you can get some information from up, about upcoming God's Planning events in person. Know of our prayers for you. Please pray for us, and we'll catch you next time on God's Planning.